Just have faith. I was speaking to a student this week, and she had reached out to me because her family was going on this trip, and she was feeling a lot of anxiety. Like, I'm not vaccinated, and we're going to be on planes and in hotels and this and that, and I I don't want to get sick. And so she called Father Counselor Matt, and we... (laughs) But I basically just asked her questions, like, tell me about that. Like, what, what, is, what are you afraid of? And she's like, well, I'm afraid that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. To which, you know, I say to her, well, you are going to die. You just hope it's not in the next week. But the reality is that we, we're all going to die. But God doesn't want us walking around like scared every minute about that. And, and knowing that I'm going to die, it actually gives me the freedom to live. And so in the end, for this young lady, it was like, well, you're going to die. And you don't get to choose that. But you do get to choose how you live. And so how do you want to live? And she just said, thank you, Father Matt. I just... But the invitation there is to say, do I have faith that God has me and that he's leading me on this journey towards heaven, towards eternal peace, that he has he has power over all things and that even one day when my death comes, that somehow that will not be the end, but will lead to a blessed life with him in heaven. So our invitation is to have faith. Today, Jesus tells Jairus, do not be afraid. Just have faith. And so what had happened there? That Jairus had come and sought out Jesus. You're the one who can help me. You're the one who can heal my daughter. My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her that she may get well and live. That Jairus is showing faith, like, God, you can do this. I have hope that if you will it, it's possible. Like, you, you can make it happen. You have power over human life. You can bring healing. And Jesus blesses, rewards his faith. Along the way, he encounters this woman with hemorrhages who thinks to herself, If I just touch his clothes, I shall be cured. And Jesus heals her and says, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. Faith is our response to God. I mean, faith is also a gift, a grace from God, but it leads us to make a response to God. Do I believe that God loves me? Do I believe that God wants what's best for me? Do I believe that God is all-powerful? Do I trust and believe that even if he doesn't heal me this moment, that he's working through all things for what's truly good for me? I I know that God can heal me and God loves me, but if he doesn't heal me, it doesn't mean he doesn't love me. It means he's taking me on a path that's better than I can see. 
That takes faith. When you, when you talk about faith in seminary, they talk about faith, there's faith in a person, and then there's faith in what the person says or does. And you and I are invited to have faith in the person. Now, it's, in our world today, sometimes we say, well, I, you know, I believe certain things that the church teaches, but I don't, I don't believe all of them. And it's like, well, hold on a second. If it's just, if I just pick and choose what I believe, like, that's just almost more coincidence. But we're invited to have faith in the voice of the one speaking these things. So in, in the terms of the church, it's that she speaks with the authority and, yeah, of God, the truth of God. So because of the, our confidence and faith in that voice, we believe in what's professed. Do I have faith in God? And therefore, by having faith in God, I have faith in all that he does and says. Why why is this important? Well, it has to do with the the biggest question that people always ask. Why does a good God allow evil things? And the answer is, I don't know. But I do know that he's good. And I know that if he's allowing these things to happen, that somehow... Somehow it's for my good, even though I can't see it. It's kind of like, I don't know, when you were a kid and your mom took you to the dentist and it was like the torture chair, right? Like, like I know my mom loves me, I think, but, but this is terrible. And so even as a kid, we're invited, do I have faith? How much bigger the question of do I believe that God wants what's best for me? In our second reading, St. Paul talks about how, how Jesus who is God, yet he chose for our sake to become poor. That Jesus chose to enter into our humanity. How do we know that God loves us? Because he chose to be with us in all of our suffering. So while he might not take away our suffering magically in a moment, he still chooses to be with us in our suffering. While he might not preserve me from death forever, He chooses to enter into death to be with me so that I can pass through death to eternal life. Because here's the thing. Ever since original sin entered the world, we have suffering. And it stinks. And so God doesn't want suffering to go on forever. And so God allows death to happen. Like wisdom tells us today in our first reading that God did not will death. But God allows death to happen so that it puts an end to suffering, and then we can experience bliss, joy, eternal happiness, and peace. And so we don't have to, we don't have to be afraid of death. I was talking to a nurse this week, and she was sharing with me some of her different beliefs and whatnot, and she said, some of my beliefs come from my experience, Father. She goes, I remember as a young nurse, she says, I met several patients who had all died on the table and then had been revived. And she's like, so I would kind of wait a little bit, then I would go in and sit down and be like, what was it like? And she said, she said numerous patients shared with her that they died and they saw this light and they experienced this peace. So much peace that they didn't want to come back. Isn't that crazy? 
You know, students will ask me, hey, Father, is my, is my dog in heaven with me? And I was like, you know, when you get to heaven, you're going to have extreme happiness. It's not going to matter. And, and stories like that help me to believe that, that even leaving behind my loved ones who are still here on earth, these people are saying, no, I want, that peace is so much better, that, that that happiness is so much more, that I'm willing, even if I had a choice, to walk away from everything because it's better. Do we believe that it's better? Do we believe that God holds nothing but goodness and love out for us? Now, and he, knowing that gives me faith in watching what happens. And here's, here's what's interesting. Uh, what I love about this story, this gospel today, is it's almost confusing. Jesus is walking one way. He's doing one thing. And all of a sudden, he does this healing over here. And then he's back on track and heal, and then raises this girl from the dead. And it makes me think about, that's how God works in my life. At the time, I think he's doing this. But he's really doing this also. I think he's working on me like I thought he sent me to the Newman Center here to help a lot of people grow in faith. And I'm realizing that God brought me to the Newman Center so that I would grow in faith. The whole time that I'm asking God to heal me over here, he's actually trying to heal me over here. At the same time, does that make sense? Have you, have you experienced that? I, I was meeting with a family this week. Um, this young lady, I did her wedding, and she's have, having a lot of... Um, issues with her fertility a lot of painful issues she's having surgery and the doctors basically said you're probably never going to have kids and you're probably going to have pain the rest of your life etc etc and so she said can you come anoint me before surgery and so i'm there and her her in-laws are there her husband's there and me and so i do the anointing of the sick and kind of just standing there afterwards and and she just, we're, all just, we're all just quiet for a minute. And she says, I'm so scared. And so I, we give her permission to be there. And I said, do you want to say more about that? And she's like, I, I, I'm worried that I'm never going to be able to have kids. And I feel like I'm a disappointment to your family because I'll never be able to give you grandchildren. And so... I said, thank you for telling me that. And I turned to the mother-in-law. And I said, she feels this way. Can you speak how you're actually feeling? And the, mother said, the mother-in-law says, honey, we love you. And even if you never are able to have kids, we are so glad that you're part of our family. And then the, the daughter-in-law stands up, and they embrace, and they hug. And... And then we all, we said, why don't we just pray over you again, just because you're anxious. And so we all kind of laid hands on her and, and, and said, just, just so she would know how loved she is. Um, and so I thought I was being invited over for that sacramental healing. But God wanted to bring a healing to the whole family. God is always working healing. That's what he does. God is always leading us to 
new life and hope and redemption and resurrection. He's always doing that. Do I believe that even when I can't see it? So our invitation, like Jairus, like the hemorrhaging woman, the hemorrhaging woman who for 12 years, like she's exhausted, it says she had spent everything. She spent everything she had. That we feel that way sometimes, like, Lord, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I can't do it anymore. That our invitation is to have the faith of this woman who knows that, like Peter says, Lord, to whom else shall we go? And, and to reach out to the Lord once again, to respond to his invitation, and to know that, Lord, I want to stay close to you because you love me. You want my healing. You want my resurrection. And so, Lord, give me faith. If I just have faith, Lord, I know that you'll give me everything I want and more.